You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Friday party is continuing here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Andre Snellings. I'm Jeff Turn, filling in for the guys. And I sort of feel like this is the moment where the parents let you stay home alone, but they come back to tell you they forgot their wallet just to check in to make sure the house hasn't burnt down. As, as Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, is making sure the house hasn't burnt down, joining us now as well. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? I'm good. And if Canty and I are the parents, we're probably the parents that just went out and bought you beer and brought it back. That's what's up. <laughs> nice. Nice. And drinking it with us. Hey, come on, Dad. Play a little beer pong, all right? Like, come on in, man. Uh, man, we, we heard you talk about skydiving. Now, I got to say this. After hearing that for the second time, I, I think there may be uh, a, a very lucrative offer here for all of us to get involved with. I can't believe that someone hasn't come up with a parachute for the bigger dudes in this world, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think you just came up with, you know, an idea we take the Shark Tank and Cubans investing in by next week, the, the, the parachute that holds the bigger guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think Mr. Wonderful looking, looking at that saying, eh, that's a niche market. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somebody must have one because if, if Perk and J.J. Reddick are planning to go, there's no way that Perk is under the weight limit. <laughs> like, he's the same size as me but a foot taller, and I'm not under the weight limit. So yeah. there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, listen, we th- there's work to be done because, as I said in there, like, we're we're not going to roll the dice anywhere close to what the limit is. It's just it's not going to happen because if I do and it doesn't work, I mean we're talking about an extinction level event <laughs> when I hit the Earth. So I'm not doing that. You you kind of nonchalantly said you would be in on skydiving. Do you live yeah. this sort of extreme lifestyle, Chris, on a daily basis? No, but I, I listen. I need some sort of I need more excitement in my life. My uh, my. Honestly, I spent five minutes on the air talking about getting cut off by a woman in traffic. That, that's, where, <laughs> that, that's where the most of my excitement in my week has come this week. So I, I need something more. As I said, I'll skydive. You got no chance in hell of me bungee jumping. There yeah. would be no way because I, I don't care if I weighed 105 pounds. I do not trust that bungee cord at all. I not agree 1,000%. Yeah, I'd rather be attached to something personally than just floating in the air. But that's just me. Chris Carlin joining us here on his show as Andre and I fill in here this afternoon on ESPN Radio. The reason we're talking about the skydiving is because the Larry O'Brien trophy was skydived into game one. And then it was all nuggets from there on out as Denver wins 104 to 93 last night. What'd you make of the impressive win for Denver last night in game one, Chris? Yeah, I mean, the second and third quarters, they really put the game away. But if I'm the Miami Heat, I I don't feel awful about what happened. Uh, And it's not just because they were able to come back in it. I'd look at it a couple of ways. Number one, I, I might feel later in the series like it was a missed opportunity. 
Because if I limited them to 104 points, I should win the game. Like, that should be a target number for me defensively. But they just had wide-open shots that didn't go down. And I'm sure you guys have had the number today Chris was talking about earlier. I mean, 17 wide-open threes, and they only hit five of them. I mean, that that's just a killer. They hit a, just a couple more of those, and the game is a whole lot different. So I, I think if I was Eric Spolstra and company, I, I really wouldn't be alarmed by what happened in Game 1. I don't think there are good matchups for them across the board, but they're very comfortable in this situation. I actually felt like going into yesterday that their their better chance was going to be in Game 2 once they got a good feel of what all of the speed and, and all of the movement was about in the Denver uh, offense. Yeah, I feel that. And, you know, um, I, I, I want to bring it back to something, but you mentioned that 104. I kind of look at that a little bit differently than you because it felt to me like the Nuggets could have scored 114 or 124. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they just kind of took their foot off the gas. It reminded me when I was when in college at Georgia Tech, the crew team set up a racing setup well, with, with rowing machines. And I raced them like five times. And every time we raced, they beat me by one second. And it took me that long before I realized – they could be beating me by 20 seconds. They were just letting me hang in and beating me by one. (laughs) I don't know that Denver was trying to let them hang in, but Mm. I didn't get the sense that the Heat were just about to overtake them. Put it this way. You're you're right in that they did not just completely shut the door in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. They they didn't do that. They they came up and they hit a couple of shots when they had to, but – yeah, it's it could be a fair point. It could be a very fair point. I, I I'd be surprised if that is a number that they're able to limit them to again through the rest of the series. Canty Carlin here on ESPN Radio. I'm Jeff Turn, Andre Snellings, and of course our good friend, the man that runs the show normally, Chris Carlin, with us here on ESPN Radio. You know, desirability for the rest of this series is going to be based, I think, a lot on how close game two is if a lot of people feel like this thing's going to be over in four they start to check out do you think though and i think a lot of people are projecting the ratings to be a little bit different than when maybe the warriors were at their peak or some of those great years with the chicago bulls is there a desirability though to watch nikola Jokic and the nuggets capture their first title Uh, i think it's a desirability for for the country for who for all of us um I think there's a desirability in watching them play. We know what the, this is the time where, I mean, if we're being truthful about it, the rest of America is now, the casual basketball fan is now seeing Nikola Jokic play for an extended period for the first time. Yeah. And that is joyous to watch. Um, the way he is just a maestro in the middle of that offense. I mean, and and structurally, quite literally, when he is at the free throw line and gets the ball and he's just looking around, okay, open shot, open shot, who's got it, and it's not, where's the good shot, where's the great shot? Uh, He can just make anything happen on the court that he wants to. And what I appreciate is the fact that his conditioning is so far above what you would think that it is when you look at him. You know, you look at him, and, you know, I'm like, oh, all right. There's somebody who kind of looks like me, and it's pretty good. The you dad know? bod. Now, I'm, let's, I'm, you know, obviously exaggerating when I said looks like me. But point being, 
like he when you really get a feel for what he is it is it is a special level of player to watch in that offense and i i cannot think of a better two man game right now in the league than him and him and murray because that is that is something to watch absolutely and and that was the perfect segue because that's kind of what i wanted to talk about you know jokic has gone under the radar for the last few years to the american public but i think right now when there's any coverage on the Nuggets, we're talking about Jokic and how amazing he is. That dude, Jamal Murray, is playing some basketball. Like, yeah. I, start, I call him Chef Murray now because he's doing a Steph Curry impersonation at a very high level. You know, since game five of the first round, he's averaging more than 28 points, more than six assists, and more than five rebounds a game. So, I guess, I don't even know if there's a question there, but what do you think of when you see Murray out there or the Nuggets playing? Do you see it as Jokic and the gang, or is this kind of more of a, a two-man squad with, with the others in support? I think it's that. I, I, but the, the supporting cast is incredibly important. Um, Chris and I were talking about this this morning in relation to the Denver Nuggets, or the, uh, uh, the Boston Celtics. You have the two guys um, who are, I, I don't think, at the same level as these two, obviously, right now. But they don't they don't have enough around them right now. They've got some good supportive pieces, but not nearly enough. KCP, uh, the guys like that, Bruce Brown, I mean, these are players that are perfect for what they're trying to do. I mean, just look at Aaron Gordon for a second. He has sacrificed his scoring completely ever since he got there. And Michael Malone says, here's what we're going to do with you. Here's how you're going to fit. Here's how it's going to work. And that plan has, has all come to fruition. You can see it's just a perfect fit for them. So, yes, it's Jokic and Murray, but I do think they have uh, exactly the right pieces around them. Murray, to me, I'm trying to figure out, Andre, and you could enlighten me as to this. Is this just about being healthy for the first time? Because this, this level that he has played at in the postseason just compared to the regular season, is is just ridiculous. To see your average go up almost 10 points a game in the playoffs uh, is virtually unheard of. Yeah, um, I, I think that there is something to him just being healthy, and he's reaching his peak. You know, he's 26 years old. You normally see players peak between, say, what, 27 and 30. And this is his third time making the playoffs in his career He's done this every time. Yeah. Like in, in his first one, he was averaging about 17, 18 a game and jumped up to 21. When in the bubble, people called him Bubble Murray because he went from being like a 19, 20-point-per-game type guy up to a 27-point-per-game type guy who, who was dropping 50 points on the regular in his matchup with Donovan Mitchell. And so this is the third time for it to happen three times in a row. Now it's a trend. Now, now it's this is just who this guy is. He steps up in the postseason. Yeah, it's boy, I enjoy them playing because you truly even even just watching. You you probably remember the play where early third quarter, Murray kind of drove after taking a pass from Jokic, drove down to the baseline. Jokic is left all alone at the free throw line. And I thought for sure he's going to go back to him, and he kind of instead takes a fadeaway that drops and he got fouled. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, plays like that, I, I, I just marvel at what they're doing right now.
It's spectacular, that is for sure. Chris Carlin joining us, host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Quickly wanted to pivot, Chris, and ask you about the hire today from the Phoenix Suns going with Frank Vogel, got the title in 2020 with the Lakers. Do you like him as the replacement for Monty Williams? I I do. I like him if Booker likes him. I like him if Kevin Durant likes him. You know, if they're both on board with that, uh, then I, I do like it. And I, you know, it shouldn't always be about that. But I think those two are are obviously the two that you need to buy in the most. Even, you know, I hate to put it this way, but Durant still, to me, is going to have a little bit of the stink of what went on in Brooklyn on him in that he was supposed to be the leader of that group, but just in his personality, he's not an alpha type. Um, As a player, he's absolutely an alpha, but he's not somebody, you know, Kyrie was more of the leader there, and I... I just felt like he stepped back a little bit too much when it came to all of the crucial moments when they're going through that stuff with Kyrie and with Harden. You just kind of like, I'm good. You guys handle it. Um, they need, I, I like the fact that they hired Frank Vogel because I don't want to put somebody who hasn't done it before uh, in that spot. Kevin Young was the other guy that apparently they uh, guys were pushing for. Um, I don't want to put a, a first time coach in that position when I don't have enough around him, again, the idea of having enough around him, they traded what they had to get Durant, and now without assets, they have to try to uh, replenish that around him, and that's not going to be an easy thing to do. The coaching carousel coming to an almost stop as we wait for the Toronto Raptors to find out who their next head coach will be after Frank Vogel hired today by the Phoenix Suns. ESPN Radio is your home for the NBA Finals. Tune in for Game 2 Sunday night, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. With all the stories in the world of sports... And there's so much more to go. It's time to find out if Carlin is in or out. Are you in or are you out? This is Carlin or Carl out on Canty and Carlin. (laughs) Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. A special edition of Carlin, Carl out. As Shannon back in the studio has topics for us all to weigh in on today. All right, a little rapid fire here, Carlin, Carl out. I'll ask you a question. We'll go in order. We'll go uh we'll go Carlin first, obviously. Then we'll go uh Dre and then we'll go Jeff, okay? Everybody got it? All right, Deal. let's start there. I'll give you a hot topic. Tell me if you're Carlin or Carl out. Carlin, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins. Carlin or Carl out? Uh, I would say Carl out. I would have them in the top five. In fact, I did have them uh, in the top five yesterday when Canty and I uh, did uh, a list of the best places for him. Uh, you know, for me, I think the best place is the Detroit Lions. If you were, if you were DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to go play indoors. You're going to play opposite of Monroe St. Brown. They don't have Jamison Williams for the first six games of the year. And that's a pretty dynamic offense already. I I think that would be a perfect place for him to go. I don't know that it's the most attractive. Oh, I want to go play Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, sure. But I think uh, the best team or the team that he fits the best would be Detroit. I'm Carl out as well because... For me, I look at where I would be most afraid of him landing, and I'm a Bengals fan. So I'm looking at the AFC North. I am afraid that he goes back and plays with his old friend Deshaun Watson with the Browns, and I'm also afraid that he decides to join in the crew of new wide receivers around Lamar Jackson. I think he could make a big difference at either one of those locations, and 
that scares me even more than the possibility of him going to play with Patrick Mahomes. All right, I'm going to say Carl out as well. Uh, I'll scare you a little bit, Andre. He, he was in two of the worst franchises in Arizona and Houston. How about he goes to the best franchise in football, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and oh. starts to you know be a part of that kind of organization? <laughs> my wife I also, is from Pittsburgh. I, I oh also think Cleveland is probably a front runner. I would also say watch out for the Miami Dolphins. How about that? You trot that out there with Tua. Uh, you throw out Hopkins. You throw out Waddle. And you throw Oof. out uh, the Cheetah. Now there is an offense to contend with. Oof. All right, next on the uh, Carlin Carl out. Nick Nurse was the best NBA head coaching hire this offseason. Carlin, Carlin or Carl out? I'm Carlin. I love Nick Nurse in Philadelphia. I think that's going to be a great fit. Uh, to me, he was the premier guy of a very good class uh, of head coaches uh, on the free agent market. I think Philly did absolutely the best that they could do in the situation, and I think they will not regret it. I'll go with Carlin as well. I, I started to go with Carl out just to be different, and I do love the fact that the the Pistons were able to bring in Monty Williams. But like like Chris said, you know the 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 76ers needed to hit a home run with this coaching hire because their run of getting to the second round and no further with the MVP has to come to an end soon. And maybe Nurse is the guy that can get them over that hump. I'll go Carl out. I think the hire today, not so much based on the fact that I think Frank Vogel is a better coach than the other guys. I just think that the Suns were looking for just a, a breath of fresh air. And to get that with a team that can certainly make the NBA Finals and win it with Kevin Durant and with Devin Booker, I'll take Frank Vogel and Phoenix as the best hire because it might get them over the hump. All right, last one, guys. This one wasn't one of your best coaching hires, but... Carlin, Monty Williams will have the Pistons in the playing tournament next season. Carlin or Carl out? Boy, I'm going to go Carlin. Why not? What's our situation with Cade Cunningham? When are we going to see him again? Like, <laughs> I, I, I like him as a player. I loved, loved, loved Jaden Ivey coming out. Uh, I think the Pistons absolutely could have a chance to make the play in next year. Monty Williams is a very good coach. Boy, that is a $80 million contract. God bless Monty Williams. Well done, sir. Well done. I'm going to go with Carl out because I say he has them in the playoffs next year. Okay. I think there's a chance that they could uh, sneak up into that five, six seed area. The Pistons were a young team on the rise two years ago. They, they finished that season strong. Then last season, everybody got hurt. But that meant they got to, to see a bunch of other young players that could come in and be depth and, and support around Kay Cunningham. And, and I like the direction they're moving. So I'll say Carl out, but they'll make the playoffs. I'm going to invoke some Stephen A. Smith here. Stay off the weed. Right? Like they, they were the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Carl out. They ain't jumping over teams that I think are a little bit on the rise, like the Pacers, like the Magic. I would take those teams over the Pistons to make the play, uh, play in, much less the playoffs. Uh, what are the playoffs? I, playoffs? I don't think that's going to Playoffs? I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm Carl out on that as well. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Little Carlin call out here on Canty and Carlin. Uh, hey, man, thanks for making sure that the house hasn't burnt down. Uh, we're trying to hold it down <laughs> as much as we You can go back to drinking the beer and enjoying your steak and your Friday night. We'll promise we'll get you to the end, and we know you'll be back next week. Uh, we appreciate it, Chris. Thanks a lot, man. No curfew tonight, boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're out Love past it. 11, Andre. We're out past 11. Great stuff there, as always. Chris Carlin, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Carlin or Carl Out is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Coming up, the window is open for a Dalvin Cook trade. So what's the best landing spot for him? And is there still a market for aging running backs in the National Football League? After Andre has this from FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. Visit FanDuel.com slash play and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, official sports bet party, betting partner of the NBA. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Andre Snellings. I'm Jeff Turn, filling in for the guys. Hopefully you're having a wonderful Friday like us. Stanley Cup Final Game 1 tomorrow, NBA Finals Game 2 on Sunday. But there's never a day that you can't talk about the National Football League. We're going to do that right now as ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes joins us. The Mina Kimes Show featuring... Lenny Podcast, at Mina Kimes. You can track her down there as well. Mina, welcome in today. And I want to start by asking you 
about skydiving. The Larry O'Brien trophy was, was skydived into game one. Is that something that you do on the regular, something you'd like to do on the regular, or something you'd never like to do? Uh, is there a number lower than zero? Because that's my interest <laughs> in skydiving. Negative percent. You're not trying yeah. to do no skydiving, uh, no, huh? You. Yeah, zero interest in, in doing that. I would rather freestyle swim with it across the ocean than, than skydive. No thanks. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you. I'm good on that as well. I'd rather be swimming and tell me there's a shark in the vicinity versus skydiving and knowing I probably am falling to my death. So oh, no, I'm with, no, I don't I'm with do you animals. on that as well. Um, I want to start with Dalvin Cook. It seems to be the topic du jour outside DeAndre Hopkins, which we're going to get to in a second. The window is apparently open for a trade. For Dalvin Cook, do you think a trade ultimately happens, or is it more likely that he gets cut and he finds a home as a free agent? I think it's more likely that he's released, largely because if there was a trade partner out there, I think it probably already would have happened. Um, you know, this has been a pretty open secret for a while that Minnesota wanted to move on uh, and was ready to roll with Alexander Madison at running back. Uh, if it does happen, I think it wouldn't be too dissimilar from what we saw with uh, the Browns and Darius Smith, who was a Viking, where it's a very late-round draft pick. Maybe Minnesota even eats some of Dalvin Cook's salary to facilitate it and then just tries to get a later pick instead of walking away with nothing. Okay, well, say that happens. Say he gets released. Where would be the best landing spot for him? You know, is there uh, – maybe a follow-up. Is, is there still any value in free agent running backs? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's value at a diminished price. You know, if that contract comes down a little bit, maybe mid-single millions or something, um, there's certainly teams out there that could use him because of his upside. Um, you know, I, I think, well, again, I, I don't really think many of these teams are in the market for a back, but there's certainly teams that could use depth, Dallas, Los Angeles. I don't think they're going to probably do it, though, but um yeah, I feel like it would be more valuable for them if he was cut and he could get signed on a very cheap deal. ESPN NFL analyst Mia Kimes with us here, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Other running backs out there, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. Is there one of those three that you think would be the most productive in 2023 specifically if a team needed that veteran running back? I think it would really come down to um, usage. For example, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, I, I, he's not an every-down back at this point in his career. I don't think teams view him that way. But for a team like the guys I met, the teams I mentioned, Dallas and Los Angeles, as, you know, a short yardage back, yardage back uh, someone who's very good in pass protection, he can certainly be an important piece on a playoff team, but he's not going to be the foundation of an offense. So let's uh, go back to what JT brought up earlier, the elephant in the room, DeAndre Hopkins. Where do you think is the most likely landing spot for him, and where could he make the biggest difference? You know, it's really hard to project where Hopkins is going to end up because we don't know what Hopkins wants. You know, I keep hearing Buffalo, Kansas City, but that's the assumption that winning a Super Bowl matters more to him than money. Uh, because those teams don't have money. Uh, so, And maybe that is what's important to him. He's made a ton of money in his career. Maybe he wants to play with you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And, and if that's so, then yeah, that's a, it's a perfect football fit. 
Um, but I look at some of the teams that do have a little bit more cap space and are also competitive, like Cleveland, where you'd be reunited with Chad Watson, or Detroit, which you know is the favorite to win their division, but will be missing uh, Jameson Williams, their wide receiver, for, due to a suspension for the first few games. Uh, and those teams actually make a lot of money to, to I mean, probably make a lot of sense to me, part because they have the cap space to give DeAndre uh, a bigger salary. Mina, I want to sneak in one NFC West question quick before we let you go, and it goes to the 49ers, of course, waiting for Brock Purdy to come back from injury, mm-hmm. and it feels like, listening to that front office, that he's the guy, and they may entertain a trade for Trey Lance, but Trey Lance isn't going to overtake Brock Purdy unless there's an injury or really bad performance. Do you think that that that's a mistake to go hey Brock Purdy played great the end of the season we're giving up on a guy that we we spent so much draft capital on to move up for in Trey Lance or do you think that's the right decision right now for the 49ers yeah it's 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 a really good question because I think they're making it based on information that we aren't entirely privy to which is they have spent a lot more time watching Trey Lance than we have right I mean he had that red shirt year and then he was injured last season so there's a view of him inside the building that's impossible to access. Um, but I also think part of the reason they feel comfortable moving with Purdy is this is a team that has gone all in on skill players and has, I think, the best offensive player across the NFL. And I think the decision that they've made is at quarterback, we don't need a guy who necessarily elevates the offense. We just need someone who can execute it. And Brock Purdy showed us he can do that. He can do that on a very cheap contract for the next few years. So why wouldn't we roll with him? Um, you know, they made the original trade to go up and get Lance with the hope that, or with the belief that they needed a quarterback who could elevate their offense. Um, don't know if Lance still has that potential within him, but I can understand why they went away from that based on how efficient they looked last year. The great Mina Kimes, you can check her out on our ESPN platform and networks covering the National Football League, but she won't be flying through a sky, at least not unless it's inside an airplane, anytime soon. Mina, thanks so much for the time. Have a wonderful weekend. No problem. Bye, guys. You can check out the Mina Kimes show featuring the Lenny podcast as well, at Mina Kimes. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends as well with pet health insurance. Coming up, the SEC. Yes, they're getting rid of divisions. Going with an eight-game conference slate in 2024. We'll tackle it all next on Canty and Carlin. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Can't see me on radio, obviously, <laughs> but Shannon and Andre Cannon, they didn't know a dude from Hartford, South Dakota, knew these beats right here, man. Like, Tennessee State. What up, TSU? What up, S.D.? We got me dancing <laughs> on a Friday, enjoying ourselves. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance at Professor Dr. Z. For Andre Snellings, you can ch- uh, chat with me as well on the Twitter sphere at JTESPN. You can join the conversation on the Canty and Carlin call in line at 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 1-888-729-3776. Let's get to some college football here for a second, Andre, because the SEC has dominated that world for quite some time. If my memory serves me correct, 13 of the last 17 national champions have come from the SEC. Now they're adding Oklahoma and Texas, and the rich just keep getting richer. Down in Destin, Florida, shout out to one of the greatest places in the United States if you want a vacation. What a wonderful city Destin, Florida is. And the SEC knows that. That's where they hold their media days. And they won't be moving to a nine-game conference schedule after all. They're going to stick with eight. But they'll be going forward in 2024 without divisions. Commissioner Greg Sankey said that the league has approved a temporary eight-game conference schedule for the 2024 football season when it welcomes the aforementioned Texas and Oklahoma to the league. Sankey went on to say that the league will continue exploring scheduling options for 2025 and beyond. Now, first of all, I'll say this. They don't care what we think, right? They don't care. They are they are the king of college football so we can complain like many people complain about the SEC for numerous reasons, and they're not going to listen. They're going to do what's best for the SEC, and that model, that mindset has worked for that conference for quite some time. However, when you are the king and you talk about sort of playing the best teams because they're within your conference, only playing eight games rubs some people the wrong way, right? Like, oh, now you're going to play the Sisters of the Poor in the School for the Blind some more. All right, cool. <laughs> and then you're going to win these games that are Cupcake Central, and then you're not going to end up having to play the best teams that are already in your conference. What do you make of them going with an eight-game conference schedule even though they're adding two more teams? Yeah, I mean, well, for one thing, it seems, at least according from to what I've read, to be financially motivated. That, sure. That, Usually is with them, right? <laughs> exactly. You follow the money. The, the, the SEC wants to be paid more to have that ninth game. So I imagine once the, the, the finances are settled, we'll probably end up seeing that. But in the shorter term, I mean, you know, I remember when I was younger and college football was like 10 games, you know, and then with the playoffs added in, I think, you know, these days it's like 15. It's almost the same right. as the NFL season. So you add a ninth in-conference game and you still have a championship game and you still have three pre-games and then teams making the playoffs. They're going to have a 17-game schedule before long. So I, I guess they have to try to earn more money to make it worth it for what could be increased injury risk for these younger guys. 
Yeah, and certainly I think with the way that the SEC has expanded with Texas and Oklahoma, they ain't done. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be as the ACC and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 sort of figure their things out. Nobody's touching the Big 10. They're going to stay pat and probably add more teams themselves. It's going to be interesting to see who those others are that potentially land in the SEC. I think another interesting point from all of this, too, is how does – how does this benefit them with no divisions? I love the fact that they're getting rid of the divisions. I like that part of this conversation. Yeah, because you know when you're talking about 16 teams plus, if, if as you're saying they expand more moving forward, what's the benefit of having the divisions anymore? Right? You you want to have the best teams potentially playing for the championship, and you know in the same year that they're expanding, that's 2024. The college football playoffs are also expanding. Yep. And so, you know, the the need to have the undefeated season, you know, where every loss is, you know, is a huge blemish kind of goes away because the top teams, the teams that are playing in the, uh, the SEC championship are both going to be in the playoffs anyway. So you might as well just have a good game and not necessarily worry about having a division integrity. Yeah, I think it's it's exactly what they're looking at. And that conference championship game, I think we'll all benefit as football fans that we won't end up with some, you know, bad team on one side, which mm-hmm. has been top heavy in the SEC on one side of that that equation, and we'll actually get the two best teams playing for the championship. I eventually think all conferences will probably do away with divisions so they get the two best teams playing for their conference championship sooner rather than later tune in for baseball action tomorrow night as the Dodgers host the Yankees coverage begins at 6 30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN radio and the ESPN app we got a lot to get to here as Canty and Carlin continues on more NBA finals conversations we're going to touch on the French Open we're going to sprinkle in some Stanley Cup final and we're going to get to some more about the NBA outside of the finals. Because yesterday, Jay Williams said Jimmy Butler is harder to guard than LeBron James and Kevin Durant. What? Andre <laughs> will give us his top five hardest players to guard in the NBA next as we continue on Canty and Carlin. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.